0: Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. I'm so pleased today to have as my in-studio guest, Mr. Charles T. Garrett, the current candidate for mayor of Atlantic City. Mr. Garrett, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, and thank you for inviting me on, uh, Darrell. It's this uh, is. Actually, it's my pleasure to be
0: here. Some time ago, we did a series titled "Atlantic City: Miss America: Where Are You?" That was done back in the fall of 2011. At that time, the, the current mayor did not come into, did not come on the program uh, for his own reasons. And now we see that uh, Atlantic City is at a turning point, and you're running for mayor. Explain to the, the voters of New Jersey, because New Atlantic City, believe it or not, mm-hmm. is very important to the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Why should they vote for Mr. Charles T. Garrett?
1: Well, first first let me say, um, not only am uh, this this is not my first uh, bid for elected office. I am a sitting freeholder and um, and have been for the past five five and a half years. Uh, um, Atlantic City is is a small city with big city problems. We have a situation now where crime is is out of control. Um, our streets are, are certainly not by any measure they're not clean our the residents, especially our senior citizens, are less safe than they've ever been and uh, in fact, uh, Atlantic City is lacking the leadership that it that that it requires at this point to move this city forward uh, and make it the model city that it that it can be. Uh, at the present time, we have which would would be referred to as a tale of two cities. Uh, the state was had has come to the point where they were, their tolerance had run out with the the city fathers. And they actually had to come in here and create uh, a tourism district and separate it from from the rest of the city because it was, the the city was, again, it was not being maintained. Uh, we we, We had problems with rampant crime and uh, the governor and the legislature decided that it was time to uh, make some separation. I believe, I I sincerely believe that all of Atlantic City should be a tourism district. Um, We cannot afford to have what's referred to as a tourism district and what is tantamount to a terrorism district in Atlantic City, because tour, quite frankly, is, you, you'll never, it'll never be a destination resort at that point. Uh, Atlantic City is at the crossroads right now, and we have to make a choice. Uh, this mayor has been in office now for nine years, and by all accounts, we're get, it's getting pro- progressively worse in this town. You, you need a mayor for one thing that can actually have lines of communication wide open with the state, the county, and all of your major stakeholders. That is not the case. In fact, this mayor, continuous, is he, he insists on some sort of uh, separation between himself and 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 the and the, the present uh, of governor of the state of New Jersey, and it does not bode well for for the people, for the for the taxpayers, and the business community in Atlantic City.
0: So, if you are successful on uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. June fourth, of being elected mayor of mm-hmm. Atlantic City, um, tell us about your sixty to ninety day plan, and and and, and how will that help towards the longer term goal. Mm-hmm of bringing Atlantic City back to the status of being the world's playground?
1: Well, let's just start with, this is a primary, actually. This is a primary. So you know, we still have the general, general, the general election. election in November. Yes, but but I, I, I but fully folks, intend right. that you <laughs> expect that if I win this primary, I'm mm-hmm. going to win the general. But I believe, I truly believe that First, first of all, let me just say, Atlantic City, the way it's being run now is just it's haphazard. Mm-hmm. You've got a mayor that's got his whole family employed in City Hall. Now, Atlantic City cannot be run as a major city uh, you know arguably one of the t- three most important cities in the state of New Jersey as far as uh, you know revenue cannot be run like a mom and store. You have to have professionals running the city, a team of professionals. Now, I often say, I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, but I need to surround myself with the best and the brightest. And that's what is lacking in Atlantic City right now. It's just not being run by professionals. If I could do a chart for you, a DNA chart, <laughs> As to who the employees are in the upper echelon of this administration, you would be shocked to find out that some one way or another they're all related, whether it's through marriage or through, you know, blood relations. The nepotism is just it's unacceptable. We 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 must start to look at Atlantic City and city and government as a business, and it has to be run like a business. In order and excuse me, in order for that to to happen, you you, you you're gonna have to have a, a change in, in the leadership here because we know what this mayor has done and it's nine years. We have nine years of a record and, and proof of what his methodology is. And it's just not working.
0: But but Okay, uh, and you're right. This is the primary and the general election is in the fall, but mm-hmm. the the presumption is that whoever wins the primary wins the, the general election. That's the presumption, and it's so,
1: probably, probably mostly right. Yeah. So
0: at that point, it, it's it's after the no- November election. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to, to address the, the crime issue?
1: Well, and crime is definitely out of control in Atlantic City. I mean, again, you know, it's a, it's a small city with big city problems and we've got we've had several homicides within the last in as many weeks so I propose at this at this point in the game that and I know I get a lot of pushback on this but I'm gonna you know I'm, I'm adamant about it that the, the state has created the tourism district okay, which which includes, the boardwalk, Atlantic Avenue, Pacific Avenue, uh, portions of our arteries coming in and out of Atlantic City—that the state that is now state jurisdiction—I honestly believe that we need a presence of the state police in Atlantic City, you know, to 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 back up, if you will, um, the Atlantic City Police Department, and let the Atlantic City Police Department. Get back into our neighborhoods where where the real crime is is happening every day. I mean, some communities you can hear gun gunshots. It's un it's not unusual to hear gunshots every day. We need to get the Atlantic City Police Department back into the community. I believe that this whole gang situation in Atlantic City does have. It's just one gang, as far as I'm concerned. They say there's several gangs, but. I look at it as one gang, you know, is, is the, you know, and we have to give, first of all, the, the residents have to feel safe. And if the, if the residents feel safe, this is, is a pretty good bet that your tourists are gonna to feel mm-hmm. that, you know, they can come here and not have to worry about, you know, being the victims of crime. And perception is very important. I believe with the state police, in the tourism district with high visibility and the Atlantic City police department which consists of 330 uh, members at this point in getting back into our neighborhoods you know establishing you know community police where the police are in touch with the people in the community that are upstanding hard working citizens and they know they, they can separate them. At this, at this point, they, 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 they just don't have a feel for who is the criminal and who is the upstanding citizen because the people that, that police our town don't live in our town. When I was growing up, the police officers lived up the street, around the corner. Now you've got police officers that come in here and they put in eight hours and they go, they drive 15, 20 miles out. And that's the end of it.
0: Okay? Now what allows them to do that? Was there a change in the contract? Well a change actually in no, the law? no, That's
1: that's by that is that's state law. Mm-hmm. That's by law. That's legislated that mm-hmm. way. They don't they, they only have to live here for the first year mm-hmm. of their of their employment as a as a fireman or a police officer mm-hmm. for that matter. And we need to cre- start to create an environment where the police will want to live here. Mm-hmm. There's been virtually you know, no no development of housing in the past ten years. I mean, it, we've got develop, a little development on the boardwalk with Margaritaville and uh, a couple other expansions. But I'm talking about the quality of life for people that live here. We need. The, I'm sure the police would want to live here if we had a supermarket. If we had. If if if, if we had. Uh, the different amenities that, that, that people in, that would like to enjoy, that that sum up the quality of life, and we it's just not the case in Atlantic City. We this town is wide wide open for development, but you have to have a business-friendly environment. You you've got a mayor again, and an administration that is it, it gives the impression that Atlantic City is not open for business. Anytime you're gonna fight again with the governor of the state of New Jersey, every time you stand in front of a mic, there's some sort of, um, of um, mention of your feud with the governor and the governor can't come into my house and tell me what to do. Well, I got news for the mayor, it's not his house. this house belongs to the people the residents, the, the people that pay taxes here, the business community, and the residents. And when, when, when you have that kind of attitude coming from uh, a, a so-called leader, then it, 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 does not, it just does not fare well for the people in, at the end of the day that, that live in the town, do business here, and the people that have to exist in this environment.
0: Now we were talking about neighborhoods, and, and I'm happy you explained why and how the police officers can live offshore, so to speak. Yes. Um, but the current mayor, if I understand correctly, um, his cabinet members do not; most of them do not live in the.
1: They do not live. They do not live in Atlantic City, and mm-hmm. he's he's fond of saying that you know, well, they were born. Some of them were born in Atlantic City. That's not the law. The ordinance calls for people that work as directors to live in Atlantic City and when I'm mayor that will be one of the things that I will absolutely require that you live, you may, I will give people first shot to live in Atlantic City to work in my cabinet because frankly I would like for my cabinet to reflect the population. But if you get hired by this mayor, then you will be required to move into the city Within six months to a year of your hiring, you will be—you will get six months to a year—to—to—to to, to find you know decent housing or build a home or do whatever you have to do to come back into the city. But you will not—and I repeat—you will not work for the city of Atlantic City and take a, a pay a, a salary out of here the excess of a hundred thousand dollars a year and not live here and pay taxes here.
0: Let's talk about education for uh, a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlantic City uh, poverty level is pretty high. Um, the
1: poverty level in Atlantic City is un- unusually high for a city. There's only 34,000 people that live in Atlantic right. City. 30, 30% of the people that live in Atlantic City are, are property owners. They, they, they're taxpayers. They're homeowners. Mm-hmm. 70% are renters. Mm-hmm. But 70% of that 70% are low-income people. That live in Section 8 housing. They live in uh, in the um, affordable or uh, mm-hmm. low-income housing. Mm-hmm. You know, period. You know, which is would be places like Stanley Holmes Village. There are places in in uh, the Marina District, um, uh, Carver Hall, Busby Village. Several, several. Uh, Places where there's actually you know low, people with low income. Literally. What
0: What are your thoughts to um, help these folks to uh, lift themselves out of their circumstances via education?
1: Well, I think I think that first first of all, let me just say everyone, when it comes to education, you know, does not fare well with traditional education. As a matter of fact, as freeholder, I fought very hard for a forty million dollar expansion of ACIT. That's the Atlantic County Institute of Tech- Technology. You may remember it being referred to as Votech, where people went, you know, to to learn a trade. And but now we've we've expanded that to to actually we have academies where people can learn uh, auto mechanic auto mechanics. They can learn. Uh, to be a beautician, they can they can go to school for the culinary arts, and just a whole laundry list of different academies they can go to. And I think that that is the way to try to steer some of our young people, because uh, a lot of people do have a problem with traditional education and, and pursuing, you know, a college career. You know, I know even when I was in school, you know, there were people that, that turned out to be, you know, Mechanics, plumbers, carpenters, uh, pipe fitters—the uh, whole nine yards. Bake people, bakers, cooks make a lot of money. So we have to start to direct people to career paths like that, and give them the, give them the, the training and the tools that they in, at early in early education. Start to direct them there. Um, we don't have a, a bad education system in Atlantic City. As a matter of fact, we should, it should be one of the best for the money that we spend on it. But uh, it's, it's improved over the years. And I think that what we need to do is start young people at an early age um, on, on, on different career paths. I would like to see more um, young African-Americans and people of color and women on the police department and in the fire department, which is a great career. It's a great career, you know, for someone, you know, that that doesn't, that hasn't pursued, uh, you know, traditional education of being a lawyer, a doctor, or engineer, or, or whatever have you. So, uh, these are things that we have to start kids at an early age, and let them know. Nowadays, it can be pretty much anything they want to be. I mean, it, the president of the United States is African American, so. I mean, surely if we would have had that role model when you and I were coming along, I mean, you've, you've done quite well for yourself, obviously, and I haven't done bad, but I knew if I, if I had told someone I wanted to be the president of the United States when I was a young teenager, they, they would have looked at me like I had two heads. So, you know, things have changed, and the opportunity is there. It's just that we have to, you know, be the ones to, to get our young people on the right track. And, and get them in, 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 into the...
0: Um. Now, something very interesting about your background is that you came out of high school here in Atlantic City High School and you went right into the service. Yes, And, I did. and, and served in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And I, if I remember correctly, you actually had a tour in, in North Africa. Is, is I had.
1: Right? I, actually, no, I, actually, I've, I've spent uh, time in Africa as mm-hmm. a civilian. Mm-hmm. My tour, My tour of duty, my foreign tour of duty, was uh, in Vietnam in Vietnam. South, mm-hmm. Southeast, Southeast Asia mm-hmm. during my time in, in in Asia I had I did visit Bangkok Thailand and Japan mm-hmm. you know I had that that very pleasant opportunity to do that and
0: um, and, and from there you, you came back you had a, a friend who was working for Chase Bank yes I and, had, had,
1: it was it mm-hmm. was a, as a young man at the time I had worked in the clothing industry growing up in Atlantic City um, anyone that goes can go back to the uh, 70s and 80s remembers High Mallon and I, oh yes or 60s actually right, Because when right. I was in high school I worked for High Mallon I started working for high Mallon when I was 12 years old mm-hmm. and uh, lo and behold, you know that was an education in and of itself that I didn't even realize right. the six years that I worked for High Mallon through junior high school and, right. and high school, that i actually had acquired some some skills in the retail business that i had no no i never even thought about it never even thought about it because going to vietnam it, it kind of like um how should i say that year was a a, a link that that kind of broke my life up you know to to the point where i when i returned I had to reconnect. Right, for sure. Will. Right. I had no, to reconnect. And and um, I happened to have a friend, like I said, Barry Beckham, who was a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. I believe Barry graduated with my sister Joyce mm-hmm. from high school. And uh, he was working in the Chase Capital Corporation at One Chase Plaza in Manhattan as a junior exec in the Chase Capital Corporation. And he, um, I got a call from him. And um I was in Atlantic City. I had just gotten out of service. It was nineteen sixty nine I really didn't know what I was going to do. you know I, I had no idea I was again, it was during that era where there was a lot of turmoil. The Vietnam War was still on, right you know, Vietnam veterans were being treated like you know something you trying to get off your foot right you know and um I was a little confused, right. I was
0: but confused. you 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 came out. And your friend invited you up to. He called me to New York. He called me and
1: asked me, "Would I like to? um, Would I would I I be interested in a Mm -hmm. program that Chase had for Vietnam vets who were aspiring to be entrepreneurs?" And he knew that I was that was pretty sharp in the clothing business as a young man. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Of course I would be," you know. And um, said, "Well, you're going to have to come to New York," you know. My sister lived in New York at the time, her and her husband. Lived in Harlem, and I moved to New York, and um, I had to attend Pace Business College for six months, and it was a specialized course. I had to write a series of essays, and mm-hmm. and um, out, out of so many applicants, they picked five uh, uh, vets, and I was one of the vets that they mm-hmm. picked to mm-hmm. um, to lend fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars on our name, no collateral, right? You know, so. You know that was my introduction to New York. You right, know, I came into New York with, with literally, you know, I just the clothes on your back. Clothes <laughs> on my back, and right. within a year, you know, I had I had accomplished something that very few people, you know, accomplish in a lot in a, at at twenty three years old anyway, twenty two twenty.
0: And then from there, you you launched a couple of successful retail businesses.
1: Yeah, I had I had a florist. Yes. I had, uh, uh, my sister had attended the, uh, had attended the uh, Metropolitan School of Floral Design, mm-hmm. and uh, she always wanted a, a florist, and right. I w- I'd done so, I had, was doing very well in the clothing business, and mm-hmm. that was during the time when we had boutique clothing stores, and right. we had the boutique florists, and, right. and she convinced me to open up a florist on mm-hmm. the west side of right. town, 89th right. and Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and uh, we... we I, I opened it up. I opened mm-hmm. up. Uh, we we she managed it, mm-hmm. and we did quite well for mm-hmm. a number of years. Uh, so
0: you understand the necessity of small businesses to make a community. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. As a matter of fact, when people talk about jobs, you know, and going mm-hmm. to work, I often refer to the fact that well, you know, you can sometimes you have to create a job for yourself. You know, given. Given the right opportunity mm-hmm. and, 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 and the right circumstances, sometimes, you know, entrepreneurship is a much better choice right. than, than looking for a job. Atlantic City is wide open for, and, and, for, and this for development.
0: Is, and this is where you see yourself as the right candidate for no mayor doubt. at this time. No Because doubt about it. as we look at New York Avenue, where your office is, there's right. uh, a couple of empty buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And Atlantic Avenue,
1: boarded up buildings, yeah. boarded up buildings, empty buildings. This town should be have, should have a town and village atmosphere, where people are living over top of the shops. You got, you have um, uh, sidewalk cafes, bistros. They're doing it in Hamilton, right up the road from here. Doing it in Millville, in Cumberland County. They're doing they're doing it in, in everywhere you go in the country. You know, where you have a small town where people want to come and walk around and shop. And this is the environment Atlantic City should be. This would, this would just be a plus for the casino industry. Because people don't, there was a time when people just want, people don't want to just gamble anymore. They want other amenities. They want to come and eat and enjoy themselves and, and walk in a, in a town where you've got a boardwalk, where you've got the ocean. You've got so, Atlantic City has so much to offer that's being underutilized. And I think that is a direct reflection on the president administration. That's why I'm running for mayor of Atlantic City. That's one of the reasons why I'm running for mayor.
0: Now, we, we have a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. And um, I, what I'd like to uh, ask you to do is to share with uh, our listeners uh, why Atlantic City must have this change now. And if it doesn't get this change, what does it mean for Atlantic City?
1: Well, I would say at this point in the game, competition has so affected the industry and, and the, the bottom line. I mean, when this, this industry has been here now for 37 years. That's, and, when it, and, when, and from the, from the outset, I should say from the inception of this this, uh, casino experiment, we were told that this was going to be the greatest thing in the world for the people of Atlantic City, that the taxpayers would not have to worry about even paying property taxes at the end of the day. Well, our property taxes are going to increase by 25%, you know, going into this quarter. So... That's we know that's not true. And why is that? Why why are the property taxes? That's because up so the ratables, hard? that's because the casinos have won their 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 uh, they can contested their property taxes, the valuation of their properties, and they're winning. Because Atlantic City did a reval in two thousand and six. It could not have been a worse time for for the citizens and the businesses to do a reval mm-hmm. because that was when real estate was at all time you know it was off the chain all over globally mm-hmm. and in 2008 we had a meltdown a real estate meltdown and the bottom fell out okay and properties uh, property values plummeted people are upside down right now in you know in their in their mortgages which means that they they owe more more money on the mortgage than the house is worth okay people are underwater so but the economy's coming back thanks to President Obama. Okay? Thanks to a team of, of economists that he has advising him. They have done the right thing. Stimulus was the best thing that we could have done, you know, in retrospect. Atlantic City is at a point now where we need to have amenities that exceed gambling. Gambling is not going to carry the day anymore. We need to have we need to build non-casino hotels in this town. We need to build. We need a supermarket. We've got. We went for for years without. We finally got under this administration. We su- we finally got a super convenience store, but it's so, certainly not a supermarket. Right. By no stretch of the imagination. We just we need a supermarket. We need to to develop these parcels and get people back in here with the rateables. Get the we need private investment in the town to start to create jobs where we can put some of these young people to work who have chosen a path that is leading them no place but prison. Okay? There is so much potential in this town right now, and the governor has, has stated in no uncertain terms that he wants Atlantic City to come back. He wants to help Atlantic City come back. That's why for... We're two uh, for five years. He gave Atlantic City five years where the money coming out of CRDA would be reinvested in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. okay? And, they, and the CRDA—they're doing some great things. They are doing some great things in this town. They—they they've have, have—they have done a demolition uh, uh, program where all the the, the eyesores are starting to come down. They've upgraded our police technology. Mm-hmm. The CRDA has. Uh, as as if I, I don't know what we would do if it for one for CRDA,
0: Mr. Garrett. Unfortunately, believe it or not, we are out of time. Okay, but ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Mr. Charles T. Garrett, the current candidate for mayor of Atlantic City, New Jersey. Mr. Garrett, thank you for coming on the program.
1: Thank you so much, Darrell. I really I really enjoyed this. Uh, I don't do a lot of radio, but I can say that this was has been a real pleasure. And I, and after I win, I'd like to come back and uh, thank the audience you know, for listening to me. And those out there that support me, I'd like to be able to say thank you very much. And well,
0: well, we'll be sure to do that. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend. And remember, leadership begins with you.